this is Genoa. This is Yusuf. And this is In Flight Entertainment. Entertainment. Yes. Uh, so we are in the tail end of May. Um, and I think the Moro Day holiday is coming up. I uh, hope everyone is having fun and getting ready for your barbecues or whatnot. Uh, and you have comfortable shoes on when you guys are walking around perusing and checking out other people's barbecues or having your own. Speaking of shoes, we are reviewing uh, a film that came out in regards to the shoe. Um, and the movie is 2023's Air. Yes. So uh, this is a Amazon Prime movie. I don't think it was ever at the theater, but it was directed by Ben Affleck. The writer was Alex Convery. Uh, and it is an all-star cast that begins with Matt Damon, who plays. Well, let's let's. Uh, you I mean, the synopsis. The synopsis. Um, yes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. The synopsis is. Uh, Air follows the history of shoe salesman Sonny Vaccaro and and how he led Nike in its pursuit of the greatest athlete in the history of basketball, Michael Jordan. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which is accurate. That is an accurate synopsis of the story. Uh, spot on. Oh, most um, definitely. So Matt Damon plays the plays Sonny. Uh, we get a fat Matt Damon, which is fantastic. I don't know if he like put on weight for this or he just sort of let his has let his body go, but it's definitely not the um, born body. No, that we've seen in in the past. He has a nice little paunch. The the movie ends (laughs) with him like attempting to run, and it was just fucking perfect. He was like, "Fuck this!" I just that one scene made the entire movie for me um, because every time I've had to run, I after about ten steps, I'm I'm always like, "This is the worst idea in the world," Um, which is very ironic with you. Because, you know. Because I did you, the Spartan races? Yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't like the running. <laughs> so like everything else. Right? Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> and then the, like, the Nike crew is played by, Jason Bateman plays the, like, famous marketing person, Rob Strasser. Uh Ben Affleck plays Phil Knight, the founder of Nike. Uh You have uh, Chris Tucker plays Howard White. Uh I'm not sure what his role at Nike was, but it felt like athlete. Yeah, like he was, yeah, I think he was like going at not recruitment, but coordinator. (laughs) Okay, I'll go with that. (laughs) <laughs> okay. Uh, Matthew Mayher plays Peter Moore, who's the designer of shoes. Um, and then we have like the people outside of Nike that are important to the story. Um, Chris Messina plays David Falk, the sports agent. Uh-huh. Viola Davis plays Dolores Jordan, the mom. Julius Tennant plays James James Jordan, the dad. Um, we never really see like Michael Jordan's face, but um, Damian Delano Young plays Michael Jordan. Right. Yeah. And then right. I feel like you're not really a movie if you don't have a SARS guard in it. Oh, it was a SARS? Oh, yeah. Oh, 
Okay. Gustav Sarsgaard was in this movie. Uh, <laughs> I don't remember seeing him in it, but you know, hey, whatever. Yeah, yeah, you know the, the, the you know the brothers got to eat. Yeah. Right, right. There's like twelve of them, so they're mm-hmm. like the new bald. Instead of the Baldwin clan, we have the Sarsgaard clan. Um, yes. <laughs> yeah, they're taking over, uh, taking over the brothers' mantle, uh, star mantle. <laughs> Oh, actually, this movie was in theaters. Um, yeah, it was released. I think it, it was released for I think a month or so, and it actually oh, okay. grossed eighty eight point one million dollars at the box oh. office. So it made a nice little penny, um, nice. which is good. I mean, I'm glad you know they they're doing the you know theatrical run if people want to see it in theaters, but not keeping it. You know, not keeping a long gap between theaters and having it on digital for people like you know what I'll wait. They didn't have to wait that long, so it come on. And plus, it being an Amazon uh, distributed film, yeah, it was a win-win because it made almost one hundred million dollars at the box office domestically. So. Right. Not too shabby. Not too. And and, and we see in this trend, um, like another movie we're going to review next week. That film came on digital like really quick. Um, and it was pretty much still in theaters, but it seemed like that's the model. Like these uh, movie companies are shifting to, or like, oh, you don't have to wait, you know, five, six months for it to go on digital. Like pretty much damn near a month <laughs> almost. And you see it like, oh, now it'll go on digital to rent. Huh. Okay. Yeah, well, I feel like they realize that even by releasing, like, keeping it at the theater for a month and then, or like 45 days, mm-hmm. um, and then releasing it on streaming, you're still making a lot of money on streaming. I mean, Cocaine Bear did that. After yeah. a month, it was, you know, you could buy it or rent it on Amazon Prime. Yeah. Uh, and then after like two months, you could watch um, it on Peacock. Yeah, yeah, which you know, I like I'm totally supportive of that model for I mm-hmm. I think it gives people with disabilities um or like are concerned about being in a room right. where the air is not well circulated uh, and there is still an airborne virus going around. It it does like it works for people with disabilities and I think that is a nice option. Yeah, um, totally. Yeah, and plus to keep to keep the movie in the realm of like the size guys. Yes, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, the Kyle. Yeah, so people that didn't see it in the theaters, you don't have to wait too long because you know, kind of like the buzz is dying down, but then it comes out on digital. People that didn't see it in the theaters, like, oh yeah, finally seen it. Oh man, you know, I saw it. You know, then the conversation jumps back up with for that particular film. Uh, yeah. So yeah, it's good. Yeah. Yeah. And so this film's supposed to take, or it does take place in the in the eighties. And the music selection for this film is so perfect. There's a scene where, like, they're waiting to hear what uh, shoemaker Mm -hmm. Michael Jordan is going with, Mm -hmm. and they play a Cindy Lauper song, um, (laughs) and it's just like. The perfect song that you would never think to use, like yeah. just 
Yeah. Brilliant use of music. So, I am so glad you brought it. Because I'm going to say, so far this year, when we talk about like needle drop movies, like perfect with the perfect needle drops of songs and like specific scenes that just like, okay, yes, yes, I wouldn't know. This hands down is the best needle drop movie of the year. Yeah, I mean, Guardians was Guardians 3 was nice. But I don't know, man. Air, just like every scene, just the needle drops. Yeah. It's like, holy shit. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, air, definitely. Like, whoever was in music court, well, yeah, God bless them. You know. Yeah. And Absolutely. It, just, all, they killed it. Killed it. And also, on top of that, I'm going to put this movie in, and I'm going to throw this movie in a hat of Best opening montage for a decade. Yes. <laughs> Ever. Agreed. Oh, agreed. So good. So good. So, okay. It turns out Matt Damon wore a fat suit to, to make him appear overweight for his role. Well, that makes me sad. I mean, Ooh. good for him for not losing his body, but I was kind of appreciating that he had a body of like a proper 40 year old. Yeah. So he said he's not doing the method acting like, you know, like a De Niro no. or like that. Cause like, I think the Niro, I think he threw on like 40 pounds to be out, to be Al Capone and untouchables. Like yeah. he wanted to be fat for Al Capone. Uh, yep. like, yeah, see, Matt could have just, you know, ate, you know, and ate. <laughs> Who would have bought it? Anyway. So, but yeah. So, okay. So pretty much like the sixties and eighties, uh, Nike headquarters in Seattle, I believe. It's outside of Portland. Uh, outside of Portland, yes. Yeah. Um, yeah, and then, you know, it was funny because it, it was a scene where in, in the, I think it was like the marketing uh, meeting, you know, it was kind of like the repetitious, like, okay, well, let's pick this player. All right, this play is good. This round, this, this he looks good. He's, which round? All right, cool. Yeah, just call him, see if, you know, you want to. So it was just kind of like the uh, the 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 run of the meal monotonous kind of, and, and so um, uh, what's his name, uh, Sonny. So that's why, like, so Sonny was at a point where he just wanted the the company to snap out the monotony because Nike at the time was number. It wasn't well; they were below number three, right? As far as their the shoe, their the company. Yeah, they. I mean, they were ranked three behind Adidas and Converse, Converse yeah. for basketball shoes, but they were the number one running shoe. Um, and that's because, like, that's how they got their start. There was, I forget who the college track star was, um, but uh, I think for who, who's the 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 Ducks. The University of Washington, uh, no, University of Oregon. There was a a track star who ran long distances for the University of Oregon, um, and he was he wore Nike, and that really got Nike on the like in everyone's mind for a running shoe, and that's how they became the most popular running shoe up until like that point in time, right? Um. And then in the 80s, like Adidas took off because of, well, Run DMC. Uh, yeah. It's amazing what a little music video will do for you. 
Most definitely. <laughs> uh, and then Converse had been the shoe of the NBA for ever and a day, which like those shoes just aren't comfortable. I can't even imagine playing like running across the field court in Converse shoes because yeah. they're not. No, it's no. like you're basically barefoot. Right. I mean, there's an art support in them bad boys. It's flat as hell. It's like duck shoes. <laughs> yeah. yeah if you think, like if you think about like the athletes wearing those and jumping and dunking and doing everything compared to the shoes that the athletes have now, man, their feet must have been destroyed. Yes. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. Like I said, they're probably, you know, if they have flat feet, before they, their NBA career, I'm sure their feet yeah, would be like <laughs> yeah paper. Yes, yeah, like you were saying. So pretty much all three companies corner specific areas, right? But as far as cultural significance, Nike just didn't have it. You know, like you said, Run DMC just catapulted the name Adidas to shoe into the stratosphere of like social consciousness of what's cool, what's hip. And like you said, Converse was the basketball shoe, you know? So in urban areas and people or people were playing basketball, it's like, oh, you got to get your Converse. You got to get your Chucks. Like, get your Converse and play some basketball. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like I, said, I, I think like, like Reebok was the other big popular shoe in the 80s, which they, they yeah. didn't really mention because that wasn't a basketball shoe. Exactly. So they would kind of be more running with Shoes with like Nikes, like Reeboks and Nikes were kind of like in the or market of more running than anything. Well, I think Reebok was your uh, your Jazzercise shoe. Also, Jane Fonda would be rocking those. Yeah. Yes. Okay. All right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Cool. Cool. Your aerobics, your aerobics shoe was 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 Reebok, and then your running shoe was like Nike and Puma. Mm, yep, that's true. Yeah. Um, and then your basketball was Converse, and then yeah. Adidas came running in on the scene, and they just became fashionable. I don't know if they were ever ever. I mean, I have a pair of Adidas, but they're a fashion shoe. They're not a athletic shoe. No, I never seen Adidas or people do anything physical in Adidas. Right, you just sort of like walk around and look cool. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Yeah, and so that what that was what where Nike was in the eighties, like, and so you know, Sunny, you know, one day just looking at you know tapes of different you know athletes, and this particular athlete caught his eye as he was scrubbing through all of these college football uh, VHS tapes, kids, uh, and seeing this player from North Carolina. You know, this particular play that no one paid attention to, he's seen it. He's like, okay, this is the guy we need to get over here. Right. I mean, that's a little bit, I, I would imagine a little bit of myth creation, but yeah. it's yeah. it's great for the movie. Yeah, it's a great scene. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so, you know, he give he give his reasons to his, you know, his boss, Phil Knight and everyone else around him why, you know, this particular draft that he was the number one draft pick like but he counts his traffic like we need to get him because he has something he is going to lead the NBA to the future we need to nap him like right now right and people didn't like if you think about 
like him saying that to the powers that be at Nike, they I'm sure they all thought he was crazy because like we all know Michael Jordan didn't make his high school basketball team. And so he practiced hard. He did make it, you know, ended up making it and was on the UNC team. And people believed he was only a, going to be uh, rated in the highly in the in the draft because he made the final scoring point for UNC um, or UNC, right? Yeah, North Carolina. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and if he hadn't made that basket, people didn't think that he would be drafted really high in the pick because he was just, they thought he was an average player. So this entire scene was sunny, like watching the, the replays from all of, um, the basketball games and, and seeing something he's like, he always looks so relaxed on, on on the court and he doesn't really look like he's stressing where if everyone else is running around stressing, making sure that they do everything and he's just out there playing his own game. And so he believed more than anyone else that that would lead to greatness as a professional. Yeah, definitely. And so, uh, he convinced Phil, uh, the boss, uh, to, you know, up some up the budget a little bit to entice Jordan to uh you know sign a contract with Nike. But of course there was resistance and a Sonny ran an audible, so to speak, uh, because mm-hmm. the rule is you do not go to the parents of athletes personally to talk to them. The agent have to be the in-between between the company and the play and the athletes. Uh so uh so Sonny just makes a drive uh and come across, you know, uh the house of uh the Jordans and talks to uh Dolores, the mother of Michael Jordan played of course by Viola Davis because Viola Davis is always Viola Davis. Anything she do she's gonna give it to you. 110% cross performance. Um and a clever piece in this scene, the scene cleverly convinces Sonny how to, like, so pretty much it was a, ch- the whole conversation or the whole scene was a chess game. So, of course, the Lord's like, okay, my son is going to go with either most likely Adidas or Converse, but Nike is not on his radar. Sorry for coming out, you know, with the bad news. So, Sonny pretty much tells her to give him a chance in order to prove to Dolores that Nike is in the Michael Jordan game, he breaks down what Adidas and what Converse meeting is going to be. He's like, okay, let me paint you a picture. When you go into the office of Nike, I mean, when you go into the office of Converse, when you go into the office of Adidas, this is exactly what they're going to say to you. And, right. uh, and, and, and what questions you should ask them in return to see how they're going to treat your boy. Um, And, you know, strong mama, (laughs) not going to let her son be taken advantage of. Um, She knew the value of him and what he could bring to the table for any company and any team. And she was there to protect him and really like, 
because of her decisions and her demands for her son changed the world of sports marketing. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, I mean, like I said, God bless her. She she know she knew how talented her son was going to be, and that is going it was going to be a lot of people circling the wagons as far as like exploiting him and his talents for uh, profit. So it was like, hey, um, we got to get a piece of this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I just like I can't even imagine dating Michael Jordan and having to meet the mom like that must have been. <laughs> terrifying <laughs> oh goodness yeah yeah like like you hear stories about like uh, overprotective dads and like there's this the scene in bad boys where the like <laughs> reggie reggie comes to the door <laughs> yes when reggie comes to the door and they like threaten him with the guns and everything but man Getting through Mama Jordan, oh boy, that must have been terrifying. Yeah, I can imagine. Yeah, I'm sure just her look alone <laughs> at those girls, she'll probably be like, you know, I don't think it's going to work out, Mike. Okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but yeah, I mean, she's a strong woman. She wanted to make sure her, her son take care of You know, she loved the boy. Still do, you know. As she uh, should. Exactly. And so then we have that piece of the story. And then the other piece of the story is all of the players within Nike making sure they have their presentation and have their case solid. So if there's a chance for Dolores, Michael, and the father to get there, like it will be undeniable. That this is the place that Jordan should be. So, right. So, if anyone wants to know what it's like doing a business pitch, uh, the middle of this movie, Act Two, is really like the Nike characters putting together what a business pitch is so that they can win over uh, Michael Jordan to be their their player. Yeah, that's what I was about to ask you. I was like, like, okay, you uh, saw that pitch. <laughs> yeah, they captured it very well. Like going to the vending, like eating all of your meals from a vending machine before there's Grubhub. <laughs> um, definitely like working through the night. I mean, there's definitely like been new business pitches where uh, we worked till four in the morning everyone got an hour to go back to their rooms to take a nap practice their lines clean up dress up uh and then you meet up at like six before you go over everything again to go to the business pitch so Mm. yes they captured it perfectly (laughs) i've definitely like there's definitely been sofas in in offices I've been in where I've like gone over and taken a nap while someone is taking care of something else. And then yes, the president or the CEO will come in at the last minute and be like, okay, this is what we're doing. I agree with this. You need to fix this, tighten this up. And it's like, okay, thank you. <laughs> Back to the door, Marty. Oh, wow. Yeah, because I saw that scene, I thought about it. So, like, okay, this would be a good question to answer. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. And I, when I was watching that, I was like, yeah, they, they, they got it. <laughs> Luckily, like, for everything I do, like, we aren't creating physical shoes. We're just doing videos or, um, you know, cr- 
PowerPoint with full creative and everything. But, you know, the videos and creating ads and all that does take a lot of time. So, mm-hmm. okay. yeah, right on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, it's purpose. And with this, we were, yeah, like you said, they had to get the presentation together and they also had to actually design a shoe because Sonny had this awesome idea like, okay, we're going to make Jordan the brand. We're going to wrap the Nike brand around his identity. So when you see his shoe, you're going to see him, not necessarily the shoe Nike. You're going to see the player's shoe, which will happen to be a Nike shoe. Um, Right. Well, and, and this, like, it was perfect. I mean, I know like they said it was inspired from the uh, tennis player and his, yeah. like he had a um, yeah, Arthur, Arthur Ashe and his racket. Yeah, Arthur Ashe and you could buy his, his racket and everything. But if you think about it, like the 80s was really about me mm-hmm. uh, and, I, you know, you wanted to be like Debbie Gibson. And so you wore her perfume you wanted to be like michael jordan so you wore his shoes um so it was just it was like the decade where all of that started to really take off so it makes perfect Mm -hmm. sense that that's true that 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 was happening i mean everyone was buying adidas because they wanted to be like run dmc (laughs) um you know adidas failed there and they didn't make a run dmc series i mean just the bank that they could have had oh my god so much bank they could have had (laughs) wow yeah yeah, they dropped the ball on that one yeah yeah but but, yeah neither here nor there um and also uh with this particular design of shoe so pretty much uh nba regulation for shoe color is, is 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 very limited and so Nike decided to pay the fines for the shoes because it's, you know, it's violating the NBA, I guess, regulations of shoe color. Uh, yeah, but, you know, yeah. everyone has to have their rules. And so they, they didn't, they wanted it to be specific amount of color right. or lack of color. Exactly. And in order to really make Michael shoes pop, they were willing to pay that fine um, to have more red and really to allow them to have the Air Jordan icon on there. And before before, like it was the Air Jordan icon that we all know and love, it was more of a badge or stamp, but it was still red. Mm -hmm. Um, So it took up a lot of color on the shoe. Exactly. So, and and Nike, they were very smart in in that instance because if the shoe is being advertised on a court every night, and people buy said shoes, it's going to offset those fines, like and then some. So, it was, and then it came, it came to the point when the NBA just stopped the fines because it's like, <laughs> hey, well. All right. Well, let's 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 just stop it at this point because you know it, it, the shoe's not going anywhere. It's getting more popular. Yeah, and and Jordan is just 
pretty much like one of the best players ever on court. So it's like, well, we just have to kiss the ring and like stop these fans with him. I can see if yeah. he was the worst player in NBA and defying the NBA rules, then it's like, oh, this dude. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, but yeah, so it was smart on Nike's answer. Yeah, Flip that fine. And and we get the Air Jordan. They they wrap up the movie with Michael signing, and we we find out all the fun facts about. Um, I think that they said that up until Air Jordans, uh, no shoe had sold more than four million dollars worth, which is mm-hmm. crazy. <laughs> uh, and this one in the first year was a hundred and ninety-seven million. Yeah, that's about um, right. And then, like, because Michael Jordan gets percentage of every sale, he continues to this day to get like a passive income of about four hundred million annually, which wow. is just bonkers. Man, passive. I mean, that's like think about it. You just you, you waking up like you just drinking coffee. You're not even lifting a finger. And just like, oh, okay, four hundred million. Okay, cool. All right, yeah, that's a dream. And God bless Dolores for you know fighting for that, setting it up, you know, defying the corporate kind of oh well, this is how it's done type mentality, you know. And yeah, it was a lot of barriers being broken outside of the shoe itself. Yes, yes. So, our rating is sit on the sofa and watch it, have it on in the background, or forget it and get on with your life, leave the house, go do something that makes you happy. Okay, so, I mean, of course, for me, is sit down. Not only because the, um, the, the, the ensemble of actors were very good in this movie, like, pretty much everyone was really good in this film. Um, not only that, um, but I'm trying to like not put my bias in this movie being from Chicago, but as far as a movie, it was well written. It was well acted. The needle drops a second to none. And we just talked about this and it was just an overall, just solid movie. I mean, from beginning to end, it was enjoyable. I mean, for a movie, it's just people talking and arguing and just, it was, yeah, it was a really great film for me. Yeah, it, it sit on the sofa for me. I mean, the music just, ever, like, the writing of the story is fantastic. The interaction to all all the characters, like, it felt like all the actors were having fun. Yeah. Um, And so that came out in the chemistry between everyone. It was just it was a good story. It flows quickly. The music keeps it moving. Um, and the selection of the music for the different scenes was just absolutely perfect. Um, and it's like a good, just interesting story. Yeah. And then, uh, and anyone that they want to kind of get an idea of the mar- like the, the marketing, uh, <laughs> setting up marketing uh, pitches, stuff like that. Like Jenna said, this is a nice little 80s uh, insight of like how they used to do it <laughs> uh, for the clients, potential clients. So that's yeah, yeah. Thank you. Cool. So there you have it. Air! 
Uh, it's on Amazon Prime. If you don't have Amazon, I'm sure it's it's on digital for rent and all that good stuff. Yeah, we recommend it. it, it it's a, it's a great story. It's simple, well acted, and uh, I think we think we know you enjoy it. It was fun. Uh, cool. <laughs> and we'll catch you next week with another one. Um, until then, we'll tell you one safe uh, physical distancing, traveling, and stay safe. Yes. Peace.